Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. Thank you for joining us again today. I have a really awesome guest and a lot of interesting facts. Today's show theme is Women in Cannabis. And there is no one better to discuss this than the writer of the Mary Jane Complete Marijuana Handbook for Women, written by Sherry Sicard. So Sherry, long before she was a medical marijuana patient and a cannabis cook, was a professional food writer and a recipe developer. I can't even imagine because I can barely cook myself, but she developed recipes and made her own. And as a foodie, her approach to marijuana cooking or cannabis cooking was the same perspective, right? Believing there's no reason to have to choke down bad tasting or boring edibles in order to receive your medicine. And that's what happens with a lot of cannabis that people taste weed in it and they don't like it. And so the real talented chefs in this industry are able to make edibles where you don't even taste the cannabis in it and you're able to tolerate the taste, eat your medicine, makes you feel better. And Sherry is one of those people. Now, if someone, if someone had told Sherry back in 1996 when California's Prop 215 first legalized cannabis for medicinal use that she would become entrenched in this movement, she probably would not have believed it. Although she is now such an important person in the movement and really making waves in the industry. Other than, you know, she would rarely toke at a party. She didn't really use cannabis. And it wasn't until I believe her late 30s that a doctor has suggested that she tried cannabis for help with a chronic problem. And she is one of the lucky few that had a great physician that wasn't scared to bring it up. And she went out. She did it. She tried it. It worked. And after that, she found that she no longer needed prescription medications that she was taking for years. And this cannabis was able to cure her symptoms. She wasn't having unwanted side effects like she was getting with the pharmaceuticals. And around that time, she was kind of phasing out of her career as a professional entertainer. And she was phasing into a career as a professional writer, recipe developer, and internet entrepreneur. She founded fabulousfoods.com in 1996, which was a passionate hobby turned into one of the net's largest and most popular cooking and recipe sites. And over the next few years, she was able to explore her passions for patriotism and the, and the country with the public uh, publication of the Great American Handbook and U.S. Citizenship for Dummies, Everyday American. These are amazing accomplishments. And all the while, she marveled at how cannabis had improved the quality of her life. And she was able to focus and accomplish tasks, as we all do, far more efficiently than ever when you use cannabis. And her career thrived. Yet, she always was concerned about the stigma of cannabis and she was worried that somehow she might be doing harm. And like most Americans, she had been um, convinced that cannabis is evil and dangerous and 
it didn't feel that way. And so she had to find out for herself. And after reading and doing some research, she went to Oaksterdam University. And she graduated from there and she continued to attend seminars and classes on cannabis at every opportunity she could. And she learned more and more and more and became convinced that cannabis was not only improve, improving her specific health problems, but was beneficial to her overall health and well-being. And the more she learned, the less she was able to keep quiet about these amazing findings. And she found herself constantly outraged by the outright lies that the government tell and the hypocrisy surrounding the drug war on cannabis, which, as you know, is my situation as well. And she found it tragic that people all over the country, including states where medical cannabis is legal and still are, are being prosecuted and jailed over this plant, just like Roland Gregg in the Kettle Falls Five. And in course of probably about six months, she went from a typical closeted American smoker who never publicly admitted to using cannabis to becoming an outspoken cannabis legalization and anti-drug war advocate. She's never looked back since. And ever since, she has organized rallies, fundraisers, and other cannabis events. She speaks frequently at city council meetings. She writes articles about the injustices of the war on weed. And perhaps most importantly, she attends countless court supports for medical cannabis defendants. Part of my love for Sherry involves how much education she has brought to the table. She has explored and her passion has involved between cooking and cannabis. And she has learned to make the most delicious and effective Metables, as we call it. I actually met Sherry when she was catering my friend Addison DeMora's 40th birthday party at the Treehouse Social Lounge in LA. And oh my gosh, it's been maybe what, two years? I can't stop thinking about her food. It was so delicious. Anyways, so back to, I guess I'm a little hungry because that's what I'm thinking about, but back to uh, her education. She found herself frustrated by this lack of information. You would look up cannabis and all you would find was negative information, reefer madness, and you couldn't find any good cookbooks. And and even the cookbooks that they were that were out, they were giving contradicting information and, and the end result was poor tasting cannabis edibles because people were learning the wrong way. And so she used her experience and she basically changed the standard of how cannabis edibles are being made today. She experimented with all sorts of different foods and flavors. And next thing you know, Culture Magazine was asking her to start writing a monthly medicated menu. Um, and that was back in 2010. Came out with a cannabis gourmet cookbook and is working on volume two. She just recently launched the Complete Marijuana Handbook for Women. And this is such an exciting book because there's nothing out there on the market that is for women so we can learn and really figure out the right ways to do things. And in this book, she goes into such topics as how to host a pot party, medibles, edibles, and other smoke-free options, easy recipes for foodies, budding beauty products, taking Mary Jane to bed, deals and steals for your budget, gotta have it gadgets, grow your own garden, remedies for everyday ailments, movies and music, travel tips, pot and parenting, DIY pipes and projects, and what the celebs are saying. And let me just say that before we introduce Sherry, I just want to go into her book here. And one of my favorite parts was she lists great movies that you should watch when you're high. 
And she wrote this one little section about your, her second childhood. And she recommends you watch The Wizard of Oz, Willy Wonka, and The Chocolate Factory, Alice in Wonderland, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I am blown away because I don't know anyone out there that used to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but I had it on tape as a kid and used to watch it every single day. We're going to run to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk cannabis Sherry, Sherry Sicard, the author of Mary Jane, The Complete Marijuana Handbook for Women. We'll be right back. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services ranging from Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I've got an awesome guest today, Sherry Sicard, author of Mary Jane, The Complete Marijuana Handbook for Women. What I think is so awesome, Sherry, is that you have been able to address almost like 90% of questions that first timers or even people that have used cannabis for a long time but aren't really familiar with, you know, the industry or how things work or the correct terminology, you've been able to give them essentially um, a cannabis dictionary um, really geared towards women, which is the first of its kind. I've never seen anything like it. It just has such a wonderful soft side of it. What inspired you to do something like this? You know, and I have to give credit to my publisher, Seal Press, that came to me, and, and they'd been looking for somebody for several years to write this book and hadn't found the right person. And my agent ended up, ended up at a luncheon with them, and they were just so excited to learn about me because we had been shopping around a general cannabis guide 
where Phil Press does books by women for women and their attitude and all the books that were already out there were quote unquote for dudes. So they wanted something that was a tone that women would relate to better and that addressed some of the issues that women deal more with, women's health issues, um, focused more on parenting, things like that. So that's how it came about. I really have to give credit to the publisher. It's so in-depth. I mean, you even have who have here a how-to, a crafty, grafty marijuana leaf chart so you can use it for a crafting project. So if you were to right. knit a blanket, you can actually knit a cannabis leaf on your blanket. I mean, this is unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> I'm making a rug with one right now. <laughs> <laughs> That is so awesome. I mean, these are things that I've always wanted to do, but I never knew how to do it. I mean, you tell people how to make pipes out of fruits and vegetables and, um, you know, pipe pokers that are, you know, buried in your cupboard in a pinch um, and how to clean wooden pipes. I mean, these are things that no guy has ever even thought of telling you how to do. It's kind of your handy, hempy household hints. Yeah, you really are like the Martha Stewart of... Um, cannabis here. I mean, this is really I, uh, between cooking and you really, it's just everything. I mean, it's so inclusive. It, it's so neat. And it, it's not just a dictionary, which I think is cool because, yeah, you have the, you know, what is an indica? What is a sativa? What is, you know, reef sense, you know, the different types of cannabis. And, but you also go so deep as to like, you know, garden safety and how to travel with your cannabis. And this is just unbelievable. I absolutely, I'm, I'm just, I love it. And the pictures are so gorgeous. As much practical information as possible and also try to dispel the myths because there's just so much misinformation out there about cannabis and the media feeds into, into this all the time. I mean, there are so many myths that are just ingrained, for instance, the gateway drug theory, which has no basis in science, but reporters and politicians keep repeating it as if it's the gospel. So I wanted to really try to blow away well, some of those I myths. I believe in the gateway theory, and I and I just think they got the, the substance wrong, and I believe that breast milk is a gateway to There everything. you go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you soothe <laughs> the baby by giving him some milk, and the next thing you know... Smoking a joint. Look at that. Yep. Happens every time. Happens every time. So I want to talk more about, you know, cooking because I know that's really one of your gifts. And I want to know what is your favorite cannabis edible to eat and what is your favorite cannabis edible to make? I'm partial to the New Orleans barbecue shrimp that's on the cover because it's a savory recipe, which I think is often works better with the flavors of cannabis. There's so many flavors and spices going on in this recipe that you don't notice the flavor of cannabis, and it's just a delicious recipe. Why they call it barbecue shrimp, I'm not sure. That's a traditional New Orleans thing. It really isn't barbecued. It's shrimp in a spicy broth. So that's a favorite. I love to make pizza too, though. So that's a favorite one to make. We're going to a pizza party this weekend, in fact. When you make the shrimp, are you using like an olive oil base? Yes, in that one we are. We're using butter and, and oil in that. But I cook with different methods. You know, people often ask me this. What's the best thing to cook with, butter or oil? Well, depends on what you're cooking with it. 
you know, you want to give you want to use what will give you the best results from a culinary standpoint as well as medication. So the type of fat you infuse is not as important as how you use it. I also like to cook with concentrates a lot. Hash, dries, keef is really great to cook with. And you'll minimize flavors there. And they're very simple to cook with. You just can stir it in and you don't have to go through that trouble of infusing oil or butter. So I use lots of different methods. I even use some recipes where I actually stir actual ground up butter into the recipe. Not a lot of them, but there's a few. Interesting. And so the people say you have to heat it up to decarboxylate it? Correct. Uh, and people don't realize that in the raw plants, there actually isn't any THC. There's a THC acid, so the product's heat converts that THC acid into THC. So a lot of current health trend is to juice raw plants, which won't get you high, but it has a lot of health benefits. Yeah, I'm hearing more and more people are growing cannabis and they're keeping it in a vegetative state. They don't even flower them and they're Mm -hmm. just taking the leaves off and juicing them. Right. Yeah, really good health product, really strong concentration of antioxidants in that. So. And I'm hearing that it's really doing great with like an anti-inflammatory. Right. Yeah. And there's so many um, properties this plant has. It truly is a miracle. And we are all born with a form of cannabis in our bodies. So we are hardwired to, when you get into the mechanics of it and the science of it. I'm sure a lot of people out there who are listening have seen you out there, whether you're at a cannabis rally or a conference, the High Times Cup, court support, or a government meeting talking about why nobody should ever go to jail for a plant. But a lot of them don't know that you are working with Can Do Foundation, which is fighting for clemency for prisoners who are in in jail for victimless nonviolent crimes, serving life in jail. This is something, a new project that Sherry and I are actually working on is we're going to be launching an adopted POW challenge where we are going to challenge you to adopt a cannabis prisoner and we're going to start with the lifers. And Sherry has actually done some amazing work with our cannabis prisoners and she emails them and writes them letters and is really the closest connection we have to the prisoners right now, if I had a question and, for example, um, we're trying to get money for commissary for these prisoners and I, as someone who wants to donate money, I'm very curious as to where what they would spend it on because it would make me feel good to know what they're spending it on. And Sherry's been able to contact the prisoners and they've been able to give a list of items that they would like. And one of the things that really broke my heart is that there's this one gentleman, uh, Corvain, that he's serving life in prison and he would like to take a college class and learn. And he needed money for a college book. And I just thought that was so heartbreaking um, that this guy's not giving up, you know, and that he's still working towards his future. Um, so, Sherry, why don't, what do you... Uh, what do you have to say about that? Oh, I have a lot to say about it, and it is re- amazing the resiliency of these men who are serving life sentences for nonviolent, victimless marijuana offenses. And the Can Do Foundation does work with more than people who are just in life, but that's been largely my focus. But they don't give up, and they do keep learning and keep bettering themselves, and they never give up hope that there's going to be clemency. There's something will happen to get them out. And keep in mind, they have life without parole. Charles Manson comes up for parole. These guys do not. So it's 
really a, a horrible situation they're in, but they do tend to see the positive, Corvain being a great example. And he's our newest lifer, Corvain Cooper. He just got a life sentence last year. So while most of these guys are senior citizens that have been in for decades, this practice is still happening. He got a life sentence last year. Jimmy Romans got a life sentence two years ago, I believe. But the majority of them are older people that have been in for decades on conspiracy charges, and that's something the media never talks about and the public doesn't understand. We hear a lot about three strikes. We hear a lot about mandatory minimums. But the real culprit in these cases is the conspiracy statute. So what that does is it holds one person responsible for the crimes of everybody in a group. And it takes nothing to be involved in a conspiracy. Craig Cecil, for instance, had a life sentence. He repaired trucks that were used to haul marijuana. Leopoldo Hernandez Miranda was a day laborer, a Cuban day laborer, who was discharged with Watch This House, where they were storing marijuana. He's serving a life sentence. John Knox knew somebody 20 years earlier, casually, that he got drawn into a conspiracy. So the most casual connection can draw you into a conspiracy offense. And now, that's all these guys scary, Sherry, is that the government is using all these other ways of busting us and putting us away for a very long time, even when we really aren't doing anything wrong. But we're going to have to run to a really quick break. And when we come back, we'll be joined with Cannabis Sherry talking more about the injustice of the federal government and all of our prisoners serving life for pot. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Cannabis Confidential. We are with Cannabis Sherry. Sherry's a card, author of Mary Jane, the complete marijuana handbook for women. 
and she is our Weed Warrior of the Week for helping our POWs, our cannabis lifers in jail, serving life in prison for pot. And once again, Sherry, we were talking how the DEA, they go after you and you go to federal prison and then the federal prison is essentially a form of slave labor by forcing these inmates to, you know, giving them these unicorn jobs and paying them very, very, very low wages, worse what? than probably you would get paid in China. Oh, way worse. Yeah, they, they maybe make like $20 a month for these jobs. But, you know, that's, for some of them, the only money they get, which is why I'm so excited about your commissary challenge, because they do have a lot of expenses. People don't realize they have to pay for everything in prison. Um, You want to have food in your cell in case there's a lockdown, because everybody across the board in all areas of the country reports you do not get the, don't eat the food they serve you during a lockdown. The bologna, it's always a bologna sandwich and it's always rotten. So you want to have food there, you want to have shampoo, soap, toiletries, things like that. They also have to pay for stamps, for papers, for pencils, for email time by the minute, for phone time by the minute. So there is expenses uh, involved, and especially for the older people, like for instance, Fred Cundiff, who has been very ill lately and can't work, he has no money at all because that Unicor job, as little as it did pay, at least he was able to buy some food and necessities. So... That's why I'm so excited about the commissary challenge, especially for people like that, some of the older guys that can't work anymore, that are seriously infirmed, and that really just don't have anybody looking out for them. So it's, I, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you, because someone needs to do it. And you have really shed a lot of light on this. And I didn't really even know. I knew that when, when my friend Stephanie, our friend Stephanie Landa, went to jail, that was my first experience, like, with someone who vocalized the issues. And when you, she would explain, like, when you wanted to write a letter to your friend or your family, you have to buy a pen or pencil. You got to buy a paper. You got to buy an envelope. And then you got to buy stamps. And what happens if you screw up? You have to cross it out and use the same paper. You know, everything is very valuable there. And, yes. you know, soap and shampoo or a cup of noodle soup, that can – that's the difference in making your day. Absolutely. Uh, I hear horror stories from the guys all over the country about the food and people that have worked in kitchens, and I've heard this from several sources, see these boxes coming into the kitchens of meat marked not for human consumption. And uh, That's really scary, Sherry. There's certain meals you just don't eat unless you're prepared to get sick. So if it's not it's- for human consumption, I mean, is this meat that it's meant for dog food? I don't know for sure. I would guess, yeah. Stephanie's partner, Tom, is one of the people that that worked in the kitchen and saw that when he was in. And I've heard it from several other prisoners as well in different prisons. So, And the health care is scary. I mean, uh, Paul Freddy has had skin cancer now for over 16 months, but they still haven't done anything to take off. They finally sent him to a doctor last week who was shocked they'd waited this long, but they still haven't done anything about it, you know. So it really is a nightmare every day for these guys who were in there for decades for victimless offenses. And some of them, like Paul, even though he never hurt anyone, is in a maximum security penitentiary. So is Corvain Cooper there in the same, they're both in Atwater up near Merced, California. Unbelievable. Well, I want everyone to go check out CannabisSherry.com. 
And it's C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S-C-H-E-R-I.com. She's on Facebook. She has a Facebook fan page, Cannabis Sherry. And I believe you're on Instagram too, aren't you, Sherry? I am on Instagram and I'm on Twitter as Cannabis Sherry. And also be sure to check out the CanDo website, which is at CanDoClemency.com. And everyone, go on there, check it out, see how you can help out. There is so much that we need help with, whether it's writing letters to prisoners, helping make signs for protests. Sherry made these amazing signs with the prisoners' faces on it. She brings them everywhere she goes. These women have lunch with their prisoners. I mean, it's really... And we have those on the website, so everybody can download and make their own signs take them to rallies, take them to protests, just stand on the corner and preach the gospel of no life for pot. However you use them, it helps spread the word. Excellent. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. Once again, a huge fan of your book. Everyone go out and get the Mary Jane, I mean the, Mar- the Mary Jane book, the complete marijuana handbook for women. It's gorgeous. You should have it on your coffee table book. It is my new Bible. I love it. I can't even set it down. It's so pretty. The color is just gorgeous and I love the cover. It's just the cannabis leaf looks like a peacock feathers and it's just beautiful. And so you guys have to go online, check it out. It's available at Urban Outfitters. You can also get the book at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any number of booksellers. You guys heard that. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, other right. booksellers have it. It's amazing. It's really pretty color, blue. It's like a Tiffany blue. You definitely want to have it on your coffee table. You definitely want to read it. So thank you so much. Lola, did you want to say goodbye? Lola the dog? Say DEA. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's what Lola has to say about bad. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with an awesome show. Have a wonderful one. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.